0: This is Epic Ordinary Lives Podcast. Welcome to episode 18 of Epic Ordinary Lives, the podcast that is about enjoying every aspect of the journey, including the really awesome montage of moments that are about growth and happiness and bliss and the delicious meals and the friendships As well as the the most challenging moments, the moments where maybe who we thought we were at any given time come into question, or where we thought we were going, or how we thought we would handle a particular situation, when we're finally in that situation and we find out otherwise. Here on episode 18, I wanted to dive back into a solo cast and talk about the notion of the quest, of the journey, of the exact thing that we've just been talking about. Because after 17 episodes, mostly with guests, I feel like I've begun to see kind of a, a union of of the different pieces of art that I grew up with, whether they're movies, music, books, as well as these actual human beings and the lives that they've led. Most recently with Logan Cook and his journey from moving in the direction of being in food service, of being a cook and perhaps a chef eventually, and having that derailed completely and then finding a new life, perhaps a more enriching life. And thus, each aspect of, of every conversation that I've had it seems to fit on the continuum of a quest. And the quest is, is something that is seen throughout culture. We can call it quest, journey, trek, adventure all the children's movies that we might have grown up with if you grew up in the 80s and 90s like i did you know i can think of a few right off the top of my head the brave little toaster homeward bound these are stories at least with the brave little toaster in addition to being one of the creepiest cartoons that i've ever witnessed it's about a journey I actually don't even remember the specifics, but all the characters are trying to get back, I believe, to to the boy who owns them. Homeward Bound, you know, it's about dogs trying to go home. The Land Before Time. All the way to our adulthood. You know, the the great movies and, and pieces of literature. Lord of the Rings. A quest. A quest that begins with... Good, kind, non-adventuring type folk, like hobbits, who are accustomed to a pastoral existence. And when those types of people are called upon to become something more, to, to take a journey. And thus, that's really what, what I want to dive into. What, what the journey is, and how do we lose the journey? Because it, it seems that what makes great, again, whether it's music, whether it's... And maybe music's a weird area to consider as, as, a, as an accessory to a journey. But it, it follows us everywhere. You know, unless you don't like music, many of us have it with us along each step of our lives. For our happy moments for our sad moments. Maybe when we're sad, we want to seek happier music. It is, it is a companion, perhaps. But often the journey, at least in these conversations, begins with some kind of inciting action, some kind of milestone. And whether that's losing your job, having, having a, a challenging illness... The end of a relationship, that's actually been in in pieces that we've already discussed and and one of the future guests, that was a huge aspect of his journey. So it's these, I I guess we all, to some degree, or many of us, have a blueprint of the way that our life is going to go, especially now. And somehow, some way, that gets derailed This is the beginning of the journey, perhaps. Maybe it's the beginning of our grief. Maybe it's our first breakup or our first job that we didn't get. Whatever it is, maybe it starts very young in life. Maybe we have traumas and challenges immediately, but there's some inciting action. And I don't know Joseph Campbell enough, especially for a podcast that is about the hero's journey. And that's actually something that I'm going to do in the near future is I'm actually reading The Hero with a Thousand Faces, which is about what we're talking about, the notion that life itself and all the different forms of art are all trying to communicate some deep inner view of a hero's journey, a hero's journey that we're all on and trying to learn from. So in many of these interviews prior to this episode, that's exactly what it, it has been. It's been a, a new event that occurs that brings into, into question the previous path. And I believe in Joseph Campbell's terminologies, this is like the call. This is the call to the journey. To the adventure. And the call often in in perhaps in literature or movies or art. It, it can look glamorous. But if we look closely it seems like even the characters that get this call. Are not super excited. Think about Lord of the Rings. It's, it's a burden from the get go with Frodo. I'll try to think of other examples of that. In, in art. But we, we get this new piece of information, whether it's the breakup, the diagnosis, the loss of something, maybe the gaining of something we didn't know would be in our plate. And thus begins the choice, the choice to take the call or the choice to refuse the call. And I believe that one of the the great reasons why, let's just talk about video games. People love, not everyone loves video games, but I think if you don't love video games, you might appreciate this particular aspect of them if you don't play. Many video games are about growth. They're about answering that call. They're about getting better. Now, the term "getting better" that's a pretty simplistic way of looking at something as big as a journey, right? Like we we play middle school ball and we miss free throws and we and we look horrible and the other kids laugh at us. But again, there is the inciting action, the call to do something different. Often, it's because life, as it existed, in its all its comfort, comfort and predictability has proven to be lacking. We were unprepared. We were less than. And that thus begins the Michael Jordan-esque experience of sitting in the driveway, dribbling the ball, and shooting free throws until the sun goes down. My own father, who played basketball until literally his knee no longer possessed a single element of cartilage in it, he began his basketball journey b- with failure and the and the drinking that cup of poison that failure is maybe that's a little dramatic to call it that but we hate failure for the most part we don't especially when i was young failure was a no no failure meant meant loss failure meant danger zone and thus begins the the request, the, the option, the choice. And thus someone sets out on the journey. And whether that journey is taking a ring and trying to get to a volcano to throw it into, or it's choosing to call the person back, or it's dribbling a basketball in your driveway and shooting free throws until the sun goes down, it's all encapsulated in that choice to get walking, to get started. And there's a lot of great pieces of art that are about this. You know, one that's coming to mind is the Stephen King book. By the way, Stephen King is often very popular, clearly for for the horror that he does. But he has some great quest books. The Dark Tower is a perfect thing of that, as well as The Talisman which is about a young boy that I'll just say has to go on a quest to try to save his mother. And what's really cool about it is that over the course of that story, we watch him grow. We watch him go from a child and to a capable human being who just might pull this off, who, 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 and I don't want to spoil too much, But I find this to be one of the most inspiring elements of everything from YouTube videos to that part of the news at the end where you hear about the inspiring story. It's that we watch people get better. And watching oneself, by the way, if you heard my cat meow, that's Skippy the cat, and he's constantly working on self-improvement. But it's this ability to watch ourselves or other people improve that means that our, our control of this life, which is often quite limited, we don't have control. There are many things we don't have control over. But if we have some element of control, like Logan Cook said in the last episode, he just continued to practice the skill. He said something to the effect of, there's nothing special about me, I just kept doing it. It's why that there's all those montages in the Rocky movies where you watch this person go from being here to there. It's like all those movies about teachers where at the beginning of the movie, the kids misbehave and they make the teacher look horrible and the teacher is freaking out. But they they dig in and they again, they answer the call and then then the real work begins. And it, it's, you know, if, if it were all fun, if it were all pleasurable, it wouldn't be so hard to make that decision in the first place. When people are early on in, in learning with dating and things like that, and they, and they, maybe they're afraid to ask someone out, you know, it's not like when you decide to do it, it spells success that it spells that they're going to say yes. But even by doing that, by asking someone out, and even by losing, by failing, you're on the path. You're a little bit further. That is a step that that was walking. And and what I would like to introduce uh, to this perhaps rambling talk on this subject is that why do we not view our own lives as a journey? Now, maybe some of us do. you know. We, I've seen a great documentary called 180 Degrees South. It's available on Netflix, and it's about a guy that retraces the footsteps of a great journey to Patagonia. And it's an amazing documentary. It, I, anyway, that's all I'll say about that. But I I know for myself, speaking only of my own experience, that I have not always looked at my own life as if it were a journey. No, it it becomes the day-to-day. It becomes alarm clocks and showers and eating breakfast quickly to make it to work and then getting to work and getting in whatever arena that is, but trying to, to get through it. And it may not even mean that I'm not being present at work. Maybe I'm being completely present. Maybe I'm trying to an incredible degree to do good work. But I still don't hold that view that my life is a journey. And that I'm on a quest right now. A quest that's just as potentially dramatic as something in Lord of the Rings. Why do why do we lose that view? I think it's easy to lose that view because we are not running from saber toothed tigers and huddling next to fires at night, and we we live we live longer, and it's amazing. But it it the camera loses focus perhaps on the direness of this life, on the intensity of this life, but it's there. That's the thing. It's a hundred percent there because we're all mortal. We're all on borrowed time. No matter what views you have religiously, this particular existence is limited. So there's always that it's like the, the backing of the, like a border around the picture. It's a reminder, but we forget it fades into the background but there's that piece of it. And then there's the piece that each one of our lives is a story. A story for other people. A story for the people that we come into contact with. You know, most of us, our lives are, are about ourselves, not in any negative way. We, we, we are the object of our story. And yet, there are so many characters in all of our stories often. And we talk about them. And they matter and the person at work who's nice to you matters and the person that's not totally matters it which speaks to the power that each of us has and again to the to the actual stakes i guess that's what's lacking sometimes is we forget the stakes of the game if we're mortal and if we have a limited view and i'm again just speaking for myself and trying to dig into why do i lose sight of the fi- to of the notion And I'm going to argue fact that my life is a journey and a quest. Now, quest can imply that there's a direct ending that we're seeking. But many paths we don't make with a map. We make them by walking. And we may not even know where we're walking. But we often find it when we get there. You know, the the partner that we meet someday... That, that really does turn out to be that that special one. And of course, with all the different criteria of, you know, d- don't get into a Nicholas Sparks mindset, but that's the thing. Life is both prosaic and day-to-day, but it's also amazing. I guess that's the argument that I'm making. So if we lose sight of the stakes of A, we're not here forever, B, our actions, our stories, they, they matter, What would C be? I guess C would be that it's so incredibly easy to get into inertia. You know, to to get on a schedule. It's like our brains... I'm sure that there's scientific research behind this, and I believe I've read some even. We want to take shortcuts. We want to turn our brains off because it requires so much operating system of our brains to be present. And I don't think we even should be present all the time. We would perhaps fry the, the motherboard of our brains. We, it's fun to listen to music while you drive. But if we're aware of the fact that every ounce of our being might be trying to get into a, a schedule, then it can be a, a really good reminder to, to introduce ways to get out of that schedule. So maybe those are three reasons that I'm perceiving why I don't view my life as a quest. A, I forget that my life is temporary. B, I forget that what I do matters to everybody that I come into contact with. C, I forget that every part of my brain is trying to create normalcy. And D, what are the, what, what about the stories that we perceive of ourselves? You know, many of us do things for praise a lot. I do. I do. But man, isn't it better praise when we praise ourselves? Not in a negative way, not in some weird way. I don't mean praising your... I mean being proud of yourself. Because you knew in your guts, in your heart, that you did something hard. Whether that's asking a stranger out in a grocery store, shooting free throws till till the night. I think that's a, a cheat code for all of it. Is to do something that makes you proud of, of yourself. Not in a puff to what puffed up way. You know, Joe Rogan has a video on YouTube and maybe you don't like Joe Rogan. I, I I, mean, everyone, take it as it will. There are many spiritual teachers, religious leaders, philosophers, scientists. There's a myriad of options. Life is filled with enough variety of of options that that you can seek whatever mentor you like. But Joe Rogan has a YouTube video that he says, be the hero of your own movie. If your life were a movie, what would you do right now if you were the hero of that story? And the fact of the matter is, you are. (laughs) You are the star of your own story. You are the first person view of of this life this one life and it can be so fun to realize that okay that's right yeah man i'm on a journey like look where i was look who i was and then if i'm not happy with who i am look who i could be or look where i could be or maybe it's just as simple as let's get some scars and stories in this life you know not let's do something stupid and uh, jump monster trucks over a ramp through a fl- but you know what that's a that's a worthy life too there's a myriad of ways so i guess that's one thing to watch out for is feeling unworthy unworthiness probably is just a good way to be lazy in some sense now i, I don't that, that sounds kind of critical you know i've felt deeply unworthy before But it's a good way to to not try fun stuff if you're feeling unworthy. It's a good way to to not just pick a hike locally. Call up a friend you haven't in a while. Learn how to boil crawfish. That's a friend who will be on the podcast upcoming. I watched him boil crawfish. You know, I've seen the paintings of Carol Burning, who was episode two. There's just so much fun to be had and the fun seems to exist in some level of being afraid and being okay with with messing up. And then again, if I feel like when I view my life as more dramatic than I have. That's right, Skippy. I don't know if you could hear that. My cat just meowed. But when I view my life as more dramatic, more worthy of 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 sort of stories of tales, You know, even if I work in a cubicle day to day, even if I'm in the car a lot, as I have in many jobs, my life is rich. You know, I I talk about taking cold showers and doing different things. These are ways to add color to your life. But there's a myriad of people to talk to and there's a myriad of things to learn. And I think what happens when I view my own life as a journey, the locus of control the, the view of of what I can do widens and I get really excited, if not a little bit nervous of what time is still left. You know, time to eat cheesecake and to climb trees and put fake tattoos on or so that's that's a weird one. I, I don't think I'll ever get a tattoo because I don't know that I'm committed enough to any single image. Wow, that's a really gone off the rails there. I, I'll be willing to talk to anyone about tattoos. That would be an interesting, that'd be an interesting interview actually, because they are on you potentially forever. But when I look back at who I have been, look where I was, and look at what I've gotten through, I'm looking at my life as a journey. And then if I can remember that in the moment of where I am now. Then suddenly, the future every day can become more exciting. So much, so much excitement, and it it can come from the excitement of, you know, a good meal. That's it's it's whatever it is, but it this is mine, this is my story. I am the hero of this story. You are too. You one hundred percent. You are. There's no one else. I heard a story of a guy, well, no, I'll speak in real experience. My aunt has cerebral palsy. You know, that that's a, a birth condition. And she cannot move anything except her her neck, kind of. And yet, she, she has plans. She has things she loves. She loves old movies. She loves books on tape. She Every aspect of control is taken from her that could be related to physical control and yet she has some control over her life. She has plans and she has things that she's looking forward to. And in that way, my aunt is on a journey just like everybody else, even though she can't literally walk on that journey, she's walking. And and in that way, she's an inspiration to me and to anyone who comes into contact with somebody who has found a way to be happy in the midst, Has, and I would argue has found a way to make their life a journey for every reason to believe that your life is not a journey. And I guess that's what I would say, that when we don't view our lives as a journey, we don't think we matter. I heard depression defined once as the death of one's dreams. Maybe depression could be defined as the death of the view that I am on a journey in my life matters. I don't know if it's possible to always find that, to always find that spark, to feel that one is on a path that matters, but I want to, I want to believe you can. I want to believe it's there. It's there for the walking. If again, literally it isn't even literally walking. As Jocko Willink says, who's the, the host of the great Jocko podcast, when when something negative happens, you can say, good. Good, because now I have an opportunity to work harder or learn more or show what I'm made of or whatever it is, because there's time still left. I think, and I'm going to paraphrase him, but this really speaks to what how awesome a role model I think he can be. If if you can say the word good, then that means there's still breath in your lungs, which means you've still got a fighting chance. You can actually look on YouTube and find a video where his speech on that, and it's not really a speech, it was just part of his podcast, but I think it's called Good. Jocko Good. If I believe that every breath offers me another shot, then that's a good way for me to live. (laughs) This podcast has been a labor of love and something that I've really enjoyed doing, but it's a ton of work. And if you ever want to discuss the topic of creating your own, I would love to. You can email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at epicordinarylives.com. That is A-A-R-O-N at EpicOrdinaryLives.com. You can find me on Instagram. Still as no weekend wasted. Uh, I have the Epic Ordinary Lives. I just haven't wanted to have two accounts. Because see, I haven't gotten on that journey yet. If you would like to support this work, the best way to do it is, as always, in addition to listening, is to write a review on iTunes. That's, that's a huge thing. And I'm actually going to, when I get done with this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually write a review because I ask for it. I need to do that for some of my favorite podcasts. If you want to support this work financially, the way I'm offering right now is you can go to epicordinarylives.com and there's an Amazon banner at the top of each episode. If you click on that banner, it just takes you to Amazon. And if you purchase something using that portal, it's no additional cost to you. It just throws, I think, something like 5 to 7% back to, to this work. Again, if this helps you, if, if you've enjoyed this, if you have comments, suggestions, please reach out. I, again, I'm on a journey with this. This is, is itself a journey. And I love it. And I hope you're having a great day, great week. I should be back next week with another conversation with an ordinary person who's living an epic life. But until then, have a great day.